1: Coach Randy Taylor is bringing his 40-plus years of knowledge to you. This is Taylor Scouting. And now, here's Coach Randy
3: Taylor.
4: Hey, folks, welcome back to LeVar Arrington's Up On Game Network's Taylor Scouting Podcast, where we talk football at every level with an emphasis on recruiting and scouting. Today, we're going to talk about a big-time 7v7 organization in the Chicago area and one of its top coaches. Welcome, Elliot Ivory, a coach for what I think is the premier 7v7 organization in the Midwest, Boom Football. How are you doing, brother?
3: I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. And i um, I will have to say maybe my opinion is biased, but I I agree with you. We are the premier seventy-seven organization in the country. (laughs) (laughs) I won't tell the James brothers that. Hey,
4: uh, (laughs) 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 hey! uh, So, so let me talk (laughs) about you, Uh, Elliot. My boys,
3: those my boys. They long uh, lost brothers.
4: I love Fig, and yeah, they're my guys. I, I recruited them out of high school back in the day. So, so Elliot is the director of media and, and the 15U defensive coordinator, played football at Western Illinois University, current owner and talent scout at Game Time Pros. He's working with top high school, college and pro athletes in the country. He's producer of the Boom Highlight Mixtapes. Which has drawn over 2 million total views, something I long for, and has led the Booms 10U to 15U teams to seven national championships. That's not a bad little resume, brother. You want to add anything to that?
3: Um, the, the best-looking, uh, drippiest coach in the in the country. Those only two things that was missing. They should have been at the top of the list. It should have been. Uh, probably the, the drippiest coach in the nation and then the best looking coach I don't know how those got left out me I didn't write my bio
4: yeah they weren't in your bio on the on the boom football sheet so you've got to make sure that gets fixed brother
3: hey, <laughs> all, hey, right.
4: all right so hey let, let me ask you how long has boom <laughs> been in existence?
3: Uh, this is season 12, so a little bit over 12, 13 years.
4: Yeah, how did 13 it start?
3: years now? Uh, we've been so it started with um some backyard football going on. You know, uh, my partner and my brother JR Nicholas, he has his training facility acceleration out in Naperville. And me doing game time pros, we used to cross market a lot. So I used to bring a lot of my clients to them and they would send clients to me to get highlight videos done. But amongst uh, the athletes working out and us cross marketing every once in a while, we'll play a little backyard football 707 outside their facility. And once we started doing that, I actually had an idea. I'm like, let's play in the flag league one season and we played flag. And uh, I was traveling a lot, doing a lot of AAU basketball uh, circuit. I was on the UIBL circuit with Mean Streets. So I was like, this would be phenomenal for football. And I had the idea and I went to JR, and I, I brought Ty Streets in initially. And I was like, Hey, the two of you guys both played in the league. Ty Streets is known as, probably the best athlete in, in illinois of all time you know he played at michigan with tom brady and won national championships um and he's a very decorated basketball coach as well and jr nicholos who played in the league and at western illinois he was a God guy so there was our also our connection having the, the both being leather, leathernecks even though i was a walk-on and he was a uh three-time all-american um we still had a relationship and a bond and i was like you two guys and i'll do the videos and i was like win lose a draw our team is going to look in- incredible because i'm doing the video <laughs> and that's how it started and <laughs> it uh blew up beyond our imagination sense
4: and you're still doing videos
3: Yeah. So I still, so back then I used to do videos for everyone. So I used to do highlight videos for any college athlete, basically putting it together as their video resume. I started that company back in 2006. And then once we started and and the way Boom started blowing up, I started just doing videos for Boom because I had the creative uh, advantage to edit and, and put out the content that I wanted to put out. And that's why in the earlier day our, our our videos went a little viral because of my uh, uh, little savage created a uh, creative style that I want to put out there that the super raw in your face competitive edge uh, to our to our videos.
4: That's what seven on seven ball and and now lineman uh, lineman uh, uh, camps are about is that in your face compete have fun. Screaming, jumping up and down, you know, enthusiasm, passion. I mean, that's that's what that is all about. And I think why the kids love it
3: so much. Absolutely. And I uh it, it's an outlet, right? Right. So and in, in tackle football during the fall season, you're not allowed to celebrate and to express yourself the way you are in seven oh seven, and that's in a lot of people. And a lot of I mean You used to see it in the NFL and now even in the NFL, you get flagged or or penalized for excessive celebration. So um, 707 right now, um, until people, they come in and they start putting all these rules behind it. Uh, It's the wild, wild west. So people are able to celebrate and have a little fun. and, And that's a part of the game that we appreciate the most.
4: Yeah I I am with you on that. Hey is there a like a charter or a founding philosophy for Midwest Boom?
3: Nothing is given everything is earned. Right? I so um when we yeah when we first started we had maybe 40 kids at our playout. Um the first team we went to nationals we had four or five kids starting on our defense that didn't even start for their high school teams. And we managed to place within a top 10 or 15, I think that year. And we really understood that nobody's going to give us anything. We have to go out and work for it and earn everything on our own. So every national championship, every win, was earned nothing it was never given especially with us being from chicago because i recall when we first started the first few years everybody would say hey i didn't even know chicago had this much talent or football players that's a basketball city and illinois is a basketball state and we still get that now it whether it's referees or tournament directors at, at tournaments they see our teams and they're like oh man you guys are loaded top to bottom. Where is all this football coming from in Illinois? So we never been really respected as a football state that produces football, uh really good football players, but we wanted to show the nation differently. And we have been.
4: How many teams do you have now?
3: Oh, man. God. Uh So we travel two per age group, 210U, 212U, 214U, 215U. And last year, we had 4 ATU 18U teams that traveled. Um, but we also run a regional program. So everybody that doesn't make a travel team, they get to stay and play local and get coached by the same coaches as the kids that are traveling nationally. So it's almost like uh, a feeder program because the tryouts are very intense and they're short. And some kids don't show up at tryouts, but through our regional organization, we're able to see their talent and then eventually bump them up.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down.
1: Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Just a a guess, maybe. How many players do you have in the organization at one time? Uh, All levels.
3: All levels? Yeah. Probably close to, I want to say, 400. Does that include linemen? Uh yeah, well let's say 500, give or take, <laughs> um, between national and um and 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 uh regional and that's Illinois. I not even thinking about our St. Louis division.
4: Gotcha. Yeah, you guys are, are kind of spreading out all over and and uh are are almost not international yet, but soon
3: right? Yeah. 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 Soon. Yeah. That's the, that's not the plan, but I believe we, it could be, it could happen. Anything
4: is possible. Absolutely. I think I'm, I think that's right behind you is like Mexico. I think so that uh, you're, you're covering it all. Hey, as far as I'm concerned, you you guys are in the recruiting business. You know, there's one side of of your (laughs) recruiting players for your teams and then on the other side, you're helping your players get recruited. Do, do you how, how much is that a part of your uh, process and and uh, effort?
3: Well, it's a huge part. Um, actually, that was one of our selling points with me having Game Time Pros, uh, uh, starting a company Game Time Pros because that's what I I did. A uh, person that help high school athletes get into college, and then with JR and his experience and his facility acceleration, having athletes come through, um, we want to prepare kids to become the best version of themselves. And within our organization, um, one I, I have emails from from years ago on some of the the athletes who are professionals or Division One players, and me just sending sending their name out and their video out from 707 tournaments to coaches and to rivals and to 24-7 and to all these reporters saying, hey, this guy is next. You need to look at him. And it's funny because I look at those emails and you got responses here and there from people. But now when we speak to somebody or we reach out to a college and say, hey, you need to offer this kid, he's next, our credibility is way higher now than it was 11, 12 years ago.
4: That helps you on the front end too, I would think, of recruiting young kids. How start how how young do you start looking at these kids to to get on your youth teams?
3: Ten you so ten years, so third and fourth graders. Um, and it's a process and we take it very seriously. I myself, Michael Burt, uh Coach Burt, they call him Bert Singer. We go to games Friday, Saturday, Sunday every week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're at youth games. We're at high school games. We go to college games. Um, I go to a couple NFL games to see our guys. Um, and we 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 look at our organization more as like a fraternity for Illinois football players. And we stay connected with everybody. So we go out and support. We go out and recruit and um we grow out and, and try to find uh, anybody who can help us continue the level of dominance that we've been playing at.
4: How many coaches do you have on, on the, in the organization?
3: Two, two per team. Well, not really two per team. Cause some of us coach multiple teams like myself and Bert, but I want to say a total of like 14 coaches. Oh, 14 former, coaches, uh, dedicated coaches.
4: And they're they're all kind of football junkies, uh former coaches, all, all kinds of different guys that, that are big in their communities. Is that is that how your guys are?
3: Yeah, everybody comes with different backgrounds. So uh the funny part about that is because when I when we first started it, I really felt like everybody needed to be on the board with the same mentality. And personality that me and Jr had, and I was wrong. I was extremely wrong. That's why in corporate America, diversity and inclusion is so important. And the companies that actually are more diverse end up having more success because you get to get opinions and learn from different backgrounds and different uh, people with different perspectives. So our coaching staff is like that. Is <laughs> is it's like that. Is is very diverse with people who played Division Three, people who maybe played Kiwi football and always wanted to play, but were never good enough, but just loved the game and passionate about the game. Um, you, know, you have people who were professional athletes like JR. And you had somebody like myself. In college, I was a journeyman. So uh, I, I played at junior college. I played Division Three, I played at Western. Um, I got kicked out of Western and went to a Division Two school and played Division Two. Um, So everybody has different experiences, which is beneficial for the kids. So they don't get more. They get more than one coaching style. They get to experience uh, a wide array of different coaching styles, which is great for our organization overall.
4: Hey, are there are there off field teaching and philosophy efforts uh, made by your organization? How does that work?
3: Yes, there is Um, actually on the 18U level uh coach sam sam has been with us since maybe year season three and he's uh um actually he's uh what do you call it on a school level not a principal but the the guy that's the head of a district like he runs like a district superintendent or something like that yeah like a superintendent yeah that's exactly right so sam delu uh who's and he played Division Three, and at his school, I think he like broke records for receptions. But, but he does um, character training every before every practice, and he has a, a subject every week that he focuses on, and he brings the kids together. And um, I also uh, do character development, just a little differently than he does. I I'm more so of the coach that's going to not accept anything but your best so a lot of the kids end up disliking me until they get into college or they become a grown man and they're like oh i see why you went so hard and you pushed me so hard um because you wanted me to be the best version of myself or i told you i wanted to go to alabama and and you was like nick saban is not going to accept anybody who's bringing the effort and um Energy that you're bringing to practice today. So um, it's it's a lot of different character development within our organization, and I think that's one of the reasons why we have so much success.
4: You, these kids will learn, like I learned back in the day, that that it when a coach stops yelling at you, that's when he doesn't care
3: anymore. Oh, absolutely, and um, those are things that we are able to the stories we were able to share firsthand, I, um, I was one of those players. I experienced things like that. And I realized as a coach, a lot of, the, look, when you start coaching kids, it, it gives you a lot of time to reflect on yourself as an athlete and the things that you went through and, and whatever your journey was. And you try to make sure that, Hey, I want to make, I want to prepare kids not to experience what I experienced. I want to prepare kids to be uh, ready to go, coachable, um, willing to have perseverance and endure the hard times. And I tell we tell we all tell every last one of these kids: it's it's one thing to say, "Hey, I'm about to go to college and um, I want to play right away," and and then you tell them like, "Hey, college is totally different than what high school was, and prepare to be shocked and culture shocked." And experienced some, some rough and some tough days. And when when the alumni started coming back and, and when some of the kids that you wouldn't think, because they're professional athletes now, that you wouldn't think had bad days, everyone has bad days. It's a part of the process. But now with our with our with our organization and our community, we try to make sure everybody has someone to talk to.
4: Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark
1: side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Give me some names of the kids that have come through your, your organization that are are out there that you're proud of? I know you're proud of all of them, but I guess the, the bigger-name players that have come through.
3: Mm-hmm. The bigger-name players, so first name that everyone throws out and that we still throw out because this this athlete has played with us, with CD Lamb, and he only played one tournament with us, uh, but he's a high-profile kid. Um, I actually did his senior year highlight video uh, and when I, the first time I saw him play, I said, Hey, uh, that's Randy Moss. Or he reminded me of Randy Moss, how electric he was. Um, and I was wondering, he didn't get invited to any all American game. He was only a three-star athlete, but, um, he, he's a big name. Of course, right now, uh, a kid that started with us in sixth or seventh grade. Um, and, and somehow we went and found this kid in, in, in the slums of the Grange. His name is J.J. McCarthy. Um, I don't know if you heard of the kid, but he was there in the earlier years when uh, our my coaching style was so raw and in your face. It was before I learned to dial it back that um, me, him, and his dad were forever have a bond because they were there when we were fighting to become who we were today. And it was a part of that process. Then it's tons of kids, it's tons of kids. I mean, Greg knew some, he got drafted first round, um, which was crazy to me because I remember when he first started playing for us, his mom said, Hey, I know you got grabbed on defense, but I don't know if you knew this. My baby is a dog with the ball in his hand. And I'm like, Oh, really? And she sent me his video, she's yeah, he played running back. And He's like that and he's incredible. And I said, listen, and this was, he was in eighth grade. I said, listen, Crystal, you can take this for what you want. I said, it. I was a walk-on at Western. Um, I play DB. I know a little bit about the game, but I said, if your son plays defense, he's going to play on Sunday. Fast forward five, six years later, he drafted first round playing on playing defense on Sundays. Um, Cam Mitchell is on his team. Another kid. I mean, Julian Love. Man, it's, it's so many athletes that I can say that Mark Grunowski that now is playing at South Dakota State that's dominating it. I think he's going for his third or fourth national uh championship. Um it's so many kids that's came that that have came out of our organization that are now shining on a on a collegiate level or at a, a professional level. Uh, it's kind of mind blowing. But we try to stay in touch with all of them and, and, and keep tabs on all of them. But I would say JJ McCarthy right now, he's the hot in a, in a, in the biggest name, but Tyler Morris is on his team who also played for us. Um, I mean, we can keep going. Caleb Brown is, I mean, it's a long, <laughs> yeah, answer, right? I, we got, know, we got some, you. we got some kids. We got some kids coming through. I know you do.
4: How, how do how do you handle the parents? I mean, that's gotta be, uh, uh s- some parents just let you go others are are heavily involved just like a college staff and a high school staff you got to deal with the parents how do you guys handle that what are there boundaries
3: Uh yeah uh most definitely there are boundaries but the thing is we also are willing we understand that boom is only a very small part of the village and and without the parents trusting us and uh, allowing their kids to come out and compete with our organization, uh, we wouldn't have the success without them. So the parents are basically fostering in as a family. Like I said, the bond that I have with Jim McCarthy, like JJ's dad, like we still text each other all the time and every other kid's success is, is basically, we all share that success because we got there as a family and we try to have open communication Uh, as much as possible with the parents. But we try to tell them, hey, this is an opportunity, seeing that we are a very competitive club uh, uh, organization. It's an opportunity for your son to become a young man and learn how to handle things on his own. So if he had issues with a coach and he's concerned about playing time or which team is he on or what happened last game, he needs to go to that coach directly because that's what's going to happen in college when you when you're at college mom and dad is not around and if you're not playing and it's 15 other dudes in the room who do you talk to you talk to your position coach hey coach hey i want to know what what can i do to get on the field or what, what's going on right now so we tr- we bring our parents and everybody's involved that we have conversations and of course every once in a while we have some parents that uh expectations for their kids may be different than uh what we what we see and 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 what they want and it may be disagreements but nine times out of ten we try to avoid that by having uh, good con- open conversations with them
4: that's great I know the NCAA rules have changed recently in a lot of different areas are college coaches able to contact you guys
3: directly uh, they contact contact JR all the time or uh, I proactively like with the relationships that we have, we got, we got kids now, like Drake Brown and Bobby McMillan uh, junior that started with us our first year that played and then went on to play D one. Drake Brown played at Illinois, Bobby McMillan played at Iowa state. They they're college coaches. So it's just like, Hey, take a look at look at uh, New Mexico state. And uh, I think Dre is, Either at Illinois, yeah, I think he's still at Illinois. Houston Griffin played for us. He's at Illinois. Uh, uh, director uh, of uh, uh, on the recruiting staff. So we just reach out to those guys directly now and say, "Hey, take a look at this kid. He might be a fit for you guys or somebody you guys should offer." But uh, Jr. Uh, and myself and some of the other coaches, like Jr.'s brother Mike Nicklos, we all talk to our relationship, the coaches we have relationships with, and say, "Hey." This is a kid you might need to consider or be interested in. Yeah, that's that's great.
4: So, so here's our the session where the section we're in now is is what I call the open gym. This is where you mm-hmm. coach can talk about whatever you want, promote whatever you're doing, uh, anything that you want to talk about. This is your your time in the open gym.
3: And, and I thought about this when you when you prepped me earlier on the call. And what I want to discuss during the open gym is first, I want to just show the gratitude and the thanks for, for uh, to all the parents and the players that helped us become the brand that we are today, and the coaches. So it's been twelve seasons. Um, it took a lot for us to be, become who we who we are and basically a a well-known name in football across the country. And and like you mentioned, you mentioned the the James brothers, like for us to even produce a team and a brand that make them want to fly from California to Chicago to say, hey, I want to play this team because these guys look really good. And for us to develop a relationship through that, like now I have a, we go to the All-American game to see our kids and we're down there and we just, able to go out and socialize and hang out and swap stories. Uh, but I want to say thank you to all the kids and, and the parents and everybody who's ever been a part of Boone Nation I, and, I, and, and the kids that we're now looking at and recruiting and that's thinking about playing for a different team. I don't think you ever have an experience like playing for the most dominant club organization in high school sports, high school and youth sports. Um, I'm pretty sure in some years from now, it'll be either ESPN 30 for 30 or again, Guinness book of world records for how many national championships we got. But it's not about the wins. It's about the kids, and the, the character and what we're doing for the kids and the character that they're developing throughout our organization. Because our, our mentality and our mindset is total domination. And it's not about total domination in football. It's about total domination in life. Um, so I want you to succeed and dominate in corporate America or starting your own non-profit for business or whatever you're doing, whatever your endeavors are. I want you to, we want you to be great and we want you to do things the right way by earning them and not kind to uh, duck the work. A lot of kids today duck the to work, Randy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't no. understand why <laughs> they want it. You, they want it easy. You, you 40 years right. in the game. You, you 40 years in right. the game. So. You understand more than anybody else, but a a lot of kids want to duck the work and they, and they don't, they don't like the challenge. When we was the only thing in Chicago and Illinois, uh, they had to come and, and try out if they wanted to get better off season. Now it's other options. And I'm telling the kids, Hey, I know there's other options, but are you going there because you're, be comfortable there and you scared to be uncomfortable because on the other side of being uncomfortable, that's where greatness lies. That's, that's how you become JJ J. Right. J. J. McCarthy. JJ JJ J. J. didn't come in seventh grade and he was just the man like, and he just wilders with six and seventh grade. He actually like worked up through our regional program. He played regional and we used to call it in-house back then. He played regional and then he was killing it so much that the coach, that coached him said, Hey, you might want to consider taking him to a national tournament. So I reached out to JJ, said, "Hey, man, the coach said you've been killing it," uh, and his dad was like, "Really?" And we brought him up, and you know what? They flew down to Atlanta, and JJ came off the bench behind two other quarterbacks. We didn't start him; still, he had to earn it. And he, him, and his dad appreciate that. I'm telling other athletes, hey, if you come, if, don't be afraid of competition. Don't be afraid to feel uncomfortable. Don't be afraid of the work, because on the other side of that, who knows who you can become?
4: You know that those are. I love it. You you, you knocked it out of the park, coach. And and I just want to thank you for joining us and, and wish you luck, Elliot Ivory and and Boom Football. Uh, so thanks for being with us today. Hey, guys, remember to catch Taylor Scouting on Fridays at 9 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube, the Up On Game Network. Up On Game presents Taylor Scouting podcast. And on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rate and review our podcasts. And follow us on all social platforms by searching the Up On Game Network. And follow me on X at rtaylorfbscout. Appreciate you all. Thanks, Coach. And we'll see you next week.
5: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them
1: It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Die back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.